Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about how terrible Hocus Pocus is? Well, then you must be thinking of another podcast. It's so good. Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you? I'm lovely. How are you? I'm good. It was a very eventful weekend. Yes, it was. October 8th, 2021. Yeah. (laughs) Will probably go down as one of the most momentous days in the history of my life. It's a great day. I love (laughs) it. It was a fantastic day. Fancy day. A fine day. it. It was a fine day. I did want to follow up with the last show. Okay. Because I'm I'm not ashamed, okay? <laughs> I'm not ashamed. Okay. But I just want to know, from one human on this planet to another, uh-huh. where do you <clears throat> learn about music? Do you seek it out? Are you shown it? How are you aware of the things that exist in yeah. the musical space? I, okay, so after... We recorded last episode, and when I was listening back to it, I was like, was I too mean to him about not knowing who Boy George is? <laughs> no. No. Not at all. Don't even think that. Okay. I didn't want to, like, hurt your soul about it. It was just a shock to me, because I, I guess in my world, I view Boy George as one of the, like, pillars of famous people, you know? Well, that's why I asked, because all I did was think about it for, like, the next few days. I never came across him, but yeah. I was like, okay, why? Why did I never come across him? So that's I'll, an excellent question. I I will give you my musical journey first, if that will help you go. Well, here's here's how I get there. Sure. Because I don't listen to the radio, so I'm never really shown new music from like following through it on like. All right. Well, I mean, now the radio is not a thing, but like you would only hear new songs because a DJ would show you new music. I didn't listen to the radio, so I wasn't exposed to, let's say, current music, right? Okay. I know that he is not current, or even was when I was a child, (laughs) but I listened to music by who showed me music. And so I was like, all right, so what do I know? I was like, where where are my musical knowledge bases, right? Yeah. I got country music from my dad. My dad... Listen to country music pretty much exclusively. That's what he listened to. That's what he showed me. So I know that. I know oldies, like 50s and 60s music because of my mom. She yeah. solely gave me that stuff. You know, if I were to talk uh, the box tops to you, do you know who that is? No. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, how do you not know the box tops? You know? Okay. But I was, I was, I was introduced to the box tops from another party, you know? Yeah. And then my brother, he was more into rap. So even though he was into, like, let's say 80s and 90s music, uh-huh. he was into the hip-hop side, not 
not more like pop or anything like that. So I got, I got Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and like that kind of stuff presented to me from that side. Nobody in my field ever was like, you heard of Boy George? <laughs> like that never happened. Okay. So I never in- interacted with them. And then classic rock, I've told that story. I know rock music on my own. I, yeah. I went out and foraged for that because of A Knight's Tale. Okay. So it's like, I was like, I mean, I don't feel bad because I just never encountered him. But I'm like, all right, Kelsey did. So that's where my journey came from. I was like, where's where's Kelsey's journey that she comes across Boy George? Okay. So I was thinking about this too because I, like I said, I kind of dwelled on it. I was like, why, why <laughs> do I know... <laughs> the music that I know like where where does this come from in my life okay and I was thinking about like when I was first getting into CDs as a kid so first of all when I first got into David Bowie it was because of Labyrinth right okay so I remember going to well first of all I remember watching that movie and my dad being like is that David Bowie and I was like I have no idea because I'm you know like 10 <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh he was like you know he does like like music outside of this and because my dad is like a huge queen fan like that is his that is his band queen is like my dad my dad fucking loves queen he's seen them in concert many a time so he was like yeah he's like sung some songs with the, with queen before and i was like oh that's uh, cool so you get to david bowie from queen because of your dad that's kind of funny <laughs> and so i remember going to like the local CD store, I don't know, Suncoast or whatever at the time. And they used to have these like, almost like a record store, like just boxes, rows of CDs, you know, and they would have those like nasty headphones that you put on that the last like 6,000 people that have been in the store have also put on. Exactly. Yeah. And you can listen to like samples there and stuff. You know, and they would always something have... unfathomable in the world of COVID <sighs> today. Right. Uh, so um, they also had sections that were like, if you like this, you might also like this. And so, you did have those. yeah, so I would go in and be like, well, I like David Bowie. Okay. He like, so there, there would be sections that are like, if you like David Bowie, maybe you also like Boy George or Devo or Queen. And so I would just get like CDs from these people. Like I remember <laughs> coming home with a, with a CD from Boy George, the Pet Shop Boys and Devo. And <laughs> my mom was like, where did you, wh- why are you buying these? <laughs> and I'm like, I just want to find out what it's like. So, yeah. I don't even know who the Pet Shop Boys is. I don't even think yes, I've heard of that. Yes, you do. I, there's, okay. <laughs> I Again, I, I, I won't. might know, no, no, I might know the song, but I probably don't know the people behind it. Can you yeah. give me a song? Uh, they sing Go West. Go West, where there's peace for man. Go West. I think that's Pet Shop Boys. Pet Shop. I'm so glad we don't have cameras, because I'm just sitting there like, oh, God, she's going to be so mad at me. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's by the Pet Shop Boys. Um, what else do they say that you would know? Yeah, I was like, can you give me anything else? <laughs> Pet Shop Boys. I'm trying Preferably to think Preferably something that was big in a movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, what is, what's their biggest songs? I was about to ask you, what is, is that the quintessential Pet Boy song? That's the one that I know because that one was in DDR. <laughs> And I remember, like, playing DDR okay, and fair. hearing that song. 
which that's another source of music for me as a kid. Um, I legit don't know. Opportunities, that one could be famous for you. Dude, David Bowie led you down the 80s path because yeah. all these people, like, they're huge in the 80s. Yeah, so, like, that led me to Tears for Fears, New Order, Duran Duran, Depeche Mode, just, like, all of that scene, basically. Yeah, I guess that's that's kind of where I got my start in music. And then my, my sister, of course, was, she's five years older than me, and she was, like, super into, like, alternative rock, emo, that kind of stuff. So okay. that's where I got that influence from, and I would just kind of, like, follow wherever she went on that journey. And I mean, so as far as today and where I get new music now, I still listen to Sirius XM. So I get a lot of music from there. And my friend group recommends a lot of music. We'll often listen to um, Groovy Bot while we're playing Overwatch. Okay. And so they just like throw stuff in a playlist and a good song come on and be like, who who requested this one? (laughs) What is this one? Okay. So... Yeah, I mean, it's really just, like, word of mouth, the same way you find out about podcasts and shit. It's just people recommend stuff to you, you listen to it, you like it. Because I feel like if you were just, like, a diehard music person, you're always out there, or you're reading, let's say, like, music magazines, and you're, like, really seeking it out in a way. Yeah, I did have a prescription. 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 (laughs) Subscription to... I uh... had a prescription to them hot beats. (laughs) I had a a subscription to the Rolling Stone for a long time in college. Oh, really? Yeah, I here's okay. a funny story. I got it because okay, so I went to Bonnaroo in 2009, and they had this booth where like they were giving away free T-shirts, but you had to sign up for a year of the Rolling Stone. So I was like, well, fuck yeah, I want a free T-shirt. So I got the free T-shirt, and then I think it was like ten bucks for a year of Rolling Stone, and then it just like kept renewing on its own, <laughs> okay. and I couldn't cancel it for several years. So yeah. I just had like five years of Rolling Stone, which was nice because I actually, I do, I like music a lot and I like to learn about bands and stuff. So it was, it was always fun to read through. That was a magazine that I would actually like sit down and read cover to cover. Yeah. So. Well, it's one of the few that is still kicking today. Yeah. There's, there's not many magazines that are still relevant, you know? Yeah. Well, no, I was, I was not upset. I was just like... (laughs) But, like, what led Kelsey to know? Yeah. You know, so it's just interesting the way people get to where they get to. Yeah. Because I I was like, nothing in my life would have steered me towards Boy George. (laughs) I guess not. You know, and so actually I had somebody who listens to the show contact me about this. Oh, okay. It was Ferdin. Oh, shit. What did Ferdin say? He was like, it's okay. I have no idea who that is either. What? Yeah. That surprises me. To which then I said, well, actually, I've spent the day listening to his music. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I mean, like, I know some of them, but I was like, all right, let's just let YouTube go and play some stuff, right? Uh-huh. And so I was like, yeah, um, not that great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, that's fair. Sometimes, sometimes, you know. Okay. Well, no. So I hit like the big ones. Because I went to, of course, the the almighty sanctum that is Wikipedia, of course. Of course. And I was like, all right, what are like the big ones, right? So I, I listened to like the big ones and I was like, oh shit, he sings the song from Shrek? Oh what? God. <laughs> what song from Shrek? So in, in the karaoke, in the swamp party that's after the DVD, 
Yeah. Which I know every single word to that whole, like, mashup of songs. <laughs> Gingy, the gingerbread man, okay. he sings, do you really want to hurt me? Oh. Do you really want to make me cry? Yeah. I don't know that song, but when I read the title, I was like, hey, that's the Gingy song, right? Oh, my God. Okay. All right. So, anyway, I listened to some of his music. Karma Chameleon is, like, top tier. Like, I've been singing Red, Gold, and Green to myself for days, right? Of course. Um, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? That's a snooze fest of a song. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's a pretty slow song. It yeah. was, was, was not hitting for me. And I was like, maybe it was great then. But I was like, it's not hitting today. And then, yeah. of course, Tumble for You is going to be my favorite because it's the one I'll have the deepest lizard brain connection to. So You know, the whole choreography, so may as well. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I just wanted to let you know, he ate. Okay. I do apologize for not knowing such a huge part of your life, but I'm glad <laughs> that I know it now. I mean, I wouldn't call Boy George a huge part of my life, but... I'm Well, I'm glad I know now. I... I want to look up more than just the big hits because, you know, sometimes the big hits aren't all the good ones. Yeah, you, you got to get into those deep cuts. Yeah, there's some deep cuts that are probably better because I... you really want to hurt me is it kind of wondering... hurt me. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to remember which song he sang at the uh, David Bowie reunion concert thing. Yeah. Tribute concert, I guess. Not a reunion. David Bowie wasn't there, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, he's just a good dude. Ah, see, in this in this picture here, Boy George is like one of the headliners right next to Adam Lambert. <laughs> ah, he did Lady Grinning Soul, Time, and Aladdin Sane. Time is one of my favorites. Good old Boy George. Good old Boy George. Man, have you... So, you and your house full of kittens, have yes. you gotten them, like, all their kitten vaccines and all that? Nothing. Man. I don't know what they put in kitten shots, but like, so I remember when we first got Boosh, like back in the day, they, they give them like several shots when you first get them and it like knocked Boosh out for pretty much two days. Like she was just under a blanket, cranky and like lumpy. For just a, I a, do remember when that happened. A good long time. Like she was, she looked like a, a Muppet that someone had left in a gutter and it rained or something. Yeah. But, um. Hey, let's crack this thing open, actually. I'm thirsty. Actually, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so uh, it came time for Wicket's, like, one-year shots the other day. Okay. So took him in to get those done, and he he does not like the vet. Portrait has had to see the vet, like, more times in his short little life than oh, most buddy. cats should have. Because yeah. he knew he had, like, that eye infection that was super crazy for, like, six weeks. Yeah. And so every time he goes to the vet, he's just like, I'm not having a good time and he's like sad and flat and just <laughs> terrible <laughs> but um so we got his shots it was no issue it was just a couple of them and then like we got him home and he was fine the one of the shots the vet had to stick him for a couple of times because he was like wiggling oh, and trying to get away you know where did they do the shots i'm curious uh they did them like in his hips okay um so yeah we got him home and just like you know, let him be. And he went over to his little bed in the corner and was like, I'm going to lay here for a minute. I'm <laughs> like, that, that's okay. You, you have your, have your space. We'll check on you in a bit. Okay. And so it came time to go to bed and usually he'll like follow us to the bed. 
and I went and checked on him and he just hadn't moved. And I was like, is he good? And I mean, he was, he was doing okay. He looked sad and like, he kept meowing, like, like really upset every time I would go near him. Like, please, why, why'd you do this? Oh my God. Just being dramatic. And, um, I was like, okay, I guess I'll just leave you. And cause I didn't want to move him. Cause you know how sometimes like when you get a shot, the injection site is painful. I didn't want to like, yeah. pick him up and make him sad. So I just like, we'll leave you on the bed. And woke up the next morning and he's like still on the bed has not moved at all and i'm like are you are you good so i brought him over like a little dish of water and a little bowl of food and he's still like meowing and his eyes look fine he just looks like tired and sad so i wasn't concerned for his health or anything he's just being you know kitten shot dramatic yeah and and i came back later on in the day and like bent down to give him a little kiss and i was like you fucking stink buddy and he had like shit in his little bed like the man wouldn't even get up to go to the bathroom he's just oh like my god dumping out on the bed there and i was like okay now now i'm worried and so we like lifted him up and cleaned him off and just kind of like set him over by his toys instead be like just sit over here for a minute and he's acting fine And I was like, okay, well, I remember these hit Boosh really hard, too. Let's not worry. Because it wasn't like a diarrhea mess or anything. And, yeah, like, if he was just limp and not responsive, I would be concerned and take him in. But he's just, you know, (laughs) leaving a turd in his bed. I can't believe that. I'm surprised. I was surprised, too. (laughs) And I was like, okay, if he's not better, like, by this evening, we should take him somewhere. Okay. And and by the evening, he was fine. He was, like, up and around and just, like, batting his toys like nothing had happened and eating and drinking. And I'm like, why were you why were you so dramatic? Like, I, I don't know what they put in yeah. kitten shots that just made this little man, like, collapse into his bed for 36 hours and take a dump on it. Well, like, I guess, I guess the opposite of kids happened just now. You know how, like, when a kid falls down, if you look at him, uh-oh, it's bad, right? Yeah. And it's like, you left him to stew, so he just stewed <laughs> instead of being like, hey, just be happy. Oh, look, I'm playing. And he's like, yeah, let's play. Oh. I guess he stewed too much. Maybe. He stewed so much that he'd shit. Yeah. I, he's, he's totally fine what now. Poor dude. I know. He's back to Aww. being himself. But I was, like, concerned for him for a little bit there. What a poor buddy. <sighs> he's just dramatic. <laughs> he didn't God. need to shit the bed. I I can't I can't imagine someone being so dramatic like oh, I'll fucking teach you I'll shit right here <laughs> make me go to the doctor right Mom. this is his protest shit can you imagine a child doing that like you have a child you take them to the doctor and they're like fuck you mom shit this is why I don't have children <laughs> uh, speaking of cats and childrens um, I adopted out one of our childrens one of them flew the nest yep so Taylor found a website. Don't quote me on it, but I think it was like called adoptapet.com. Yeah, I think I've heard and of that. that. Yeah. So basically you can like make a profile and kind of like look at people and weed people out and all this stuff. Yeah. And somebody, so she only made a profile for one of them. Because I guess she was going to like take her time trying to get good pictures and all that kind of stuff. But we had a good picture of her because uh, Wednesday is the one that flew the coop, right? Yeah. Literally just like made one was like, I'll make the others when I get good profiles, right? Yeah. Somebody responded like within a day or two. Wow. And was like, I want that cat. 
Give me that kitty. So, uh, I said, well, just ask if they want to meet up and, like, meet the animal first. I don't expect somebody to just take an animal, you yeah. know? Because what if you go, ah, this cat's fucking mean. I hate this, you know? <laughs> so I was like, we'll come meet them, and then we'll go from there. And we got a text right before. It's like, all right, we're stopping at Target and getting pet supplies. Okay. And Taylor's like, I wasn't ready for this. I didn't mentally facilitate to lose oh. one of these today. Oh, no. And I was like, well, you got to think about it like this. When we drove out to see Bulbasaur, right? Uh-huh. About halfway there, I said, we're just looking. And Taylor looked back at me, dead in my eyes, and said, we are not just looking. <laughs> like, she knew she was taking Bulbasaur home. Oh. Right? I was like, think about it that way. Like, you knew this person knows. Yeah. So she was like, I guess. So these people get out. Man, I I would hang out with these people from the moment I saw them. I was like, I these people are cool. Good. They seem cool. Uh, it was a boyfriend and girlfriend. They don't live together quite yet. The guy reminds me of Richard. All right. Like, kind of a big man with the softest spot for cats, right? Because <laughs> like he was, he showed me so many pictures of his cats that he already has. Aww. He was like, and then there's this one. Look at the tail on this bad boy. So fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's just showing me this stuff. And so the girl was the one that wanted it. She she has had dogs, but she lives out on her own. So she was like, I want a cat. Right? Okay. And she was like, I think a cat would suit me because, you know, you got to do a little bit less. Right? Yeah. You don't got to go walk them. You don't got to do this. You just got to take care of them. Right. And I, I will say, if... If I wasn't allergic to cats and it was purely from an ease of owning standpoint, I would own cats exclusively. Yeah, cats are a lot easier to maintain. They're so fucking easy, man. Jinx, I love you, but you're you're <laughs> a mess sometimes. I love you, though. You're beautiful. She thought that would work, and I was like, that's cool. So we were talking. Honestly, I should have let Jinx and Bulbasaur out because I'm really big on if my animals like you, you're a good people. Yeah. Well, all three cats fucking loved them. That's good. I mean, they were purring and rubbing on both of them. So I was like, I mean, they're also young. So are they too stupid to know better? But I don't <laughs> know. Uh, yeah, she's she's holding Wednesday. That cat's purring it up. Loving it. So uh, they don't like going outside, though. Yeah. So I was like, that's going to be a problem, like getting her outside. But once she's home, it'll be fine. But we gave them... Um, a bag of food so they could start acclimating them. Yep. Uh, the toy that she had in the box from when she was a kitten. Oh, sweet baby. And one of the baby blankets. Aww. There's no like specific blanket for each of them because we just had enough to rotate them out all the time. Yeah. So it's just, well, here's one of them because they're used to them. Yeah. But like what what would choke me up is, you know, it's the toy she's had since she was a like tiny, tiny kitten. Yeah. Just getting to go with her. So that was cool. That's sweet. Um, they were here, like, shorter than it took for me to tell you the story. My God. They just, like, came. We're like, yeah, that's the cat and left. Pretty much. Like, five, ten minutes tops. Wow. It was not a long exchange. Well, at least you got, like, a good read on them, though, right? Like, you, you know they're oh, cool yeah, people. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, I <clears throat> think they're great. Because adopting out a black cat in October is always, like, a dangerous thing. Dude, I didn't know about this. Oh, man. <laughs> I guess I, while I try to experience the world, like, 
animal cruelty is not something I'm very aware of because I do cut yeah. that shit out as much as possible. I didn't know. And I mean, I, I think it needs to be said because if you don't know, like I didn't know, I think you guys should know. Yeah. I didn't know people would adopt black cats sometimes just to have it for the season and then they abandon them again or apparently some people will get black cats to hurt them because they're bad yeah the season is bad so it's like all right let's try to cleanse the season yeah the fuck dude yeah oftentimes black cats too just get adopted like for people to do weird witch sacrifices and shit like satanists will adopt a black cat to sacrifice i i don't know there's just it's a lot of weird animal cruelty that is specifically surrounding black cats and it sucks yeah so taylor was a little nervous and i was like well the dude when he was showing me his cats that he has at home yeah he had black cats good okay so i was like i don't think that's the case because like he owns one yeah and like he showed me so many of him like playing with them and all this stuff (laughs) and like he bought another kitten that's like grown up with that cat some so i was like it's not like a short period like all right here's like a bunch of pictures from a day yeah you know like i saw him owning this cat that's good so i was like he's got a black cat i think we're we're good had i known this more i probably would have probed more because i didn't really learn that till after she left oh really i didn't know i didn't know that was a thing yeah and it really hurts my feelings. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. It's the same thing with black dogs. Like when you adopted Bul- when you adopted Bulbasaur and found yeah. out that like black dogs don't get adopted so often. That hurts my feelings. I know it's sad. I love you, buddy. <laughs> I love you. You're a good boy. Like black is beautiful. That's fucking weird to me. Yeah, that is weird. That's it's super weird to me. Yeah, but anyway, Wednesday is off. I, you know, told Tay like give her like a couple days and then like let's just check in with her. You know. Yeah, get some uh, pictures. Yeah, she she lives like five minutes from us, so I was oh, like, cool. a- anytime you want to do like a play date with like the siblings, like let us know. You <laughs> that's know? great. I think that's fantastic. So, yeah, it's all good. Good shit. Um, we cried for like an hour. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had that thing literally from days of being on this planet to like being a little autonomous being. <laughs> Yeah. You know? And I was like, I mean, I I made you who you are right now. You've sculpted this kitten clay. Yeah, I made you. And, you know, I just want you to be happy wherever you go. Yeah. I don't, I'm not like, you can only be happy with me. I just, I just hope somebody can give you the happiness that I have given you already. Yeah. And I honestly felt like these people were cool. Good. So I feel good, but I would like to check in i'm not just gonna be like yep dust my hands off of that done you know (laughs) no these people ain't getting away from me yeah keep them close i'm gonna get pictures of that cat so hope the cat has an instagram Ooh, yeah that would be good be like make that and then you never have to talk to me (laughs) like you don't have to interact with me i just need to see pictures i would like to see the baby you know that's it (laughs) yes that's all that's it uh and other other news you remember that game I was talking about last time, AI Somnium mm-hmm. Files? Yes. The, like, unabashedly horny visual novel that I've been playing. Because yes. <laughs> I had looked it up some more. It just gets hornier, let me tell you. That oh, okay. That game does not lean... It, it doesn't lay up. But, um, so we we finished it, 
question mark because like so this is one of those games where you finish the game and the game tells you like oh no you're not done yet (laughs) and it like plunges you back in so we got like a credit roll and it happened like at a cliffhanger like one of one of the characters is dying in the arms of another one and she looks up up at him and she's like oh wait i think i know you aren't you and then the game ends and you're like, aren't you who? Aren't you what? What? So yeah. Richard and I are looking at each other and I'm like, what What does that mean? He's like, you're playing the same game I am. I have no idea. <laughs> so and it takes you back to the, the like this screen. And it's basically one of those cork boards full of string. And it's got photos okay. and stuff all over it. And it's like you branch the timeline at all these different points. Because the game makes a big point about like how there are millions and millions of parallel universes where things happened and things didn't happen and so there are points at which you made a decision and it branched off but if you can go back in time and make the other decision maybe you can find out more about what's happening because there's still this like big unsolved mystery and like murders that are happening and you don't know why or who is doing it and it's it's just like a really it's way more in depth than I thought it was. And the storyline is so good. If you can get past the like 12 year old dialogue, (laughs) I would, I would highly recommend this game. It's a lot of fun. As far as visual novels go, it's, it's way deeper than I expected. And the gameplay is also way deeper than I expected. Like there's timed events that you have to do as well. Not just quick time events, but like timed puzzles that you have to solve. So yeah it's uh it's fun and i think that anybody out there who is individual novels needs to check this one out okay and in other media consumption news you gave me a project to do yes and i did it i finished squid game all right it is done it is done now that you have finished it do i want it i uh, okay so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know that like your tastes, you, you enjoy gory stuff, right? Yes. But something requires more than just gore to keep you along the plot. Like you, you don't want to just watch gore for the sake of it. You're not into, you know, torture, torture porn. porn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, which is why I get offended at hostile. Yeah. Cause I'm like, did you watch that movie? There was like a whole thing happening. Like what I remember is none of the, the gore. Yeah. I remember the idea of it more. So Right. Yeah. So Squid Game does have this really good underlying story that supports the gore. It's it is really <laughs> fucked up sometimes to watch the things that these people have to do to each other and to themselves and get done to them. But um there's a it has okay. it has a really, really good story underneath it and it's it's carried forward by that, but I'm trying to think about like I know that you like a resolution to things right pretty much and I was waiting this like the the episodes each one develops the plot in a way that is like fun and keeps you wanting more like at the end of the show you want to watch the next one which is great because there's only nine episodes they're max I think an hour long Um, and it doesn't feel it's not it's not a trudge to watch, you know? It's not one of those where you're like, ugh, one okay. more episode well, and then it's gonna get good. Yeah. The the start is a little bit slow. Like episode one is great. Episode two is like, are they in, are they out? And then episode three picks right back up. So 
Okay. Um, I think you should at least watch episode one. And if you like the style of the show, if you think, if you're interested in what's happening, you should continue to watch it. I think that the ending was satisfying enough for me. Cause like when, when you get to the end of the show, there's things that are still open and you're like, is it going to resolve? And things just start like slamming shut on you so quick. Like stuff starts resolving and you're like, Oh shit. And then they introduce these like last minute mysteries and you're like, Oh shit. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's, it's really good. And I think I want to set your expectation. Like the public has hyped it up so, so much. It's one of those things that everyone is saying, like you have to watch this. It's going to change your life. And I know that you and I both don't like it when that happens, when something gets so overhyped and so blown out that everyone's just like, watch it or die. I think for this, it's worth 75% of the hype. Okay. So just like pull your expectations down a little bit, but still watch it. Today alone, I have been talked to about this by like four different people yeah you know you know that i am one of those people that like i whenever the public latches on to something like that i have to know because i want to i want to be in the zeitgeist i want to know what people are talking about what i'm missing out on that pushes me away because you're just like ah join us kind of thing you know but the four people that i interacted with today on it nobody gave me that impression it was just like oh yeah i mean it's good Everybody was very normal about it. Just, yeah. just just saying that they enjoyed it. Yeah. And I've I've become more curious today. So yeah. I'm actually going to be watching the first one pretty soon. I didn't get a chance today like I was going to. Because I was going to watch it today. Yeah. But I didn't get a chance. But that is going to be happening, though. I, okay. I'm a little too curious now. Yeah. I so mean, I must I think- know. I think if you watch the first episode and you're not interested in what it's doing or what kind of a story it has to tell, go ahead and dip out. But if you get through the first episode and you're like, what happens next? Then you should continue. Spurden told me that too. So, all right. I will do that. All right. Have you ever seen Cats Don't Dance? I don't think so. Cats Don't Dance. My God, dude. That is one of my all-time favorite movies oh i'm looking at pictures and getting a recovered memory taylor doesn't like it yeah i've seen this one for sure oh my god gross that girl's face yeah i've seen this oh the little darla dimple girl (laughs) yes yeah she's she's insane scott Um, bacula for real (laughs) yeah oh my god yeah he's the cat that movie is like the ultimate you can come from anywhere and make it in hollywood dream type movie yeah and you know what? Let's let's get on a quick soapbox about cats don't dance. Okay, Pre ramble. You ready? <laughs> ready? You fucking ready? Zootopia doesn't exist without this fucking movie. Oh shit! That's a bold statement. I didn't expect. <laughs> it's so good. In the like people also search for section of Google under this movie, you have classics. Uh, you got Rover Dangerfield. <laughs> Rover Dangerfield's my shit. <laughs> I know it is. I fucking love Rover Dangerfield. <laughs> You're the only human on Earth who's watched this movie. (laughs) I know. (laughs) If you guys enjoyed that bit of the preamble, you can get the entire bonus episode by going on over to patreon.com slash emtope and signing up to be a patron. We love our patrons so much that carry us forward. This show has no ads because you guys are the ones who support us. We don't like ads. We know that you don't like ads. Having a patron keeps us ad free and we love you for it. Um, if you want to be the ultimate supporter, if you want to be the coziest supporter, you can get yourself some Yimtope gear over at the Yimtope Apparel store. We got big hoodies. We got lovely hoodies. We got we got all the hoodies. Um, 
it's hoodie time. I'm wearing a hoodie right now. It's comfortable. I'm having a good day. <laughs> if you want to have a good day too, the link to the shop is in the show notes. And thank you again to all of our supporters. We love you. And now back to your regularly scheduled Yimto content. I want to mix it up, Kelsey. Mix what up? The show's been a little different for the past COVID times. Yeah. Uh, we used to do like one kind of big topic at a time. We used to kind of go in. We used to, as we say, go deep. Right. I think I'd like to go deep. Let's get on our scuba gear. Um, I don't know how long this is going to take. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know what you guys... I mean, you can already tell how long it is. But as of right now, I don't know where this is going to go. This, this, this grew exponentially out of, out of my control. It is a weed that got away from me. <laughs> okay. Well, tell us where it started. <clears throat> The great day, the great day that was October 8th, 2021. Okay. I went and saw the new James Bond movie. Yeah. And what'd you think? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was a great movie. All right. I just kind of threw it in our topic suggestions. I just kind of wanted to touch on it because I didn't, I didn't want to give a spoiler because I feel like it's a good enough movie for people to go see. Yeah. But I just wanted to give my little review and I didn't want... I really thought I was going to talk about it for one to two minutes and just say, here you go, because you haven't seen many of them. You're not, you know, a decades old fan. I'm not a Bond aficionado. You haven't watched 50 movies now, you know. <laughs> but I feel like you'd be like, I care to know because it's happening right now. So I would just yeah. be like, hey, I think it's worth people going to see, right? Yeah. And that was it. That was the end of it. I really thought that was going to be a footnote of the show, and we were going to move on. As I recall, you called it a perfect movie. I was going to say that, yes. What I Here's what I was going to tell you guys. You ready? <laughs> I was just going to say, I think he exited the franchise in such a classy, top-notch way. It's the only way I feel like this should have gone. I think he did an amazing job. I love what he did with Bond for his whole run. The biggest thing that I wanted to say about it was, when was the last time you saw a movie and felt magic? Because I think when you hear movie magic, a lot of people think the special effects. It's like, oh, how did you get a dragon to show up on the screen? That's, that's the movie magic, right? Uh-huh. To me, movie magic always meant that feeling that you got, like the way a movie could make you feel or transport you, this magic that literally occurs from being in the presence of this movie. Okay. That's how I always took it. I felt movie magic for the first time in a long time. That's good. I, I will remember this movie for the rest of my life. And I was trying to think, and really the last time I felt this this type of magic, Endgame. Really? I, I will never forget opening night to Endgame. I will never forget how that felt. Yeah, I remember you speaking back so fondly on that. I, I'm not surprised about the movie magic that Endgame brought to you. I'm surprised that Bond brought you the same feeling. Oh, yeah. It was, it was so amazing. And really, when you think about it, it's two conclusions. So I don't know yeah. if that's that's the deal for me. Maybe that's it. I don't know how 
it could be better. It was fantastic. I loved it. Hands down, without a doubt. And I was like, yes, this is the movie the world has been waiting to see. Everybody fucking loves it. (laughs) Nobody loves it. Yeah. I have watched reviews, all kinds of stuff on YouTube, and all I have seen is outright hatred for this movie. It's getting critically panned just about everywhere. But that's the thing. Though. Critics love it. Critics are giving it great stuff, but the people fucking despise it. Like, yeah. passion, more people hate it. And it's not even like, oh, it was okay. Like, people actively are mad. It's weird because, like, so when you Google it, it's got a 7.6 on IMDb. It's got 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 69 on Metacritic, first of all. Nice. nice. <laughs> Those are all very, like, middling. And then the yeah. Google users, it says 90% liked this movie. So, my when, God. When you look at just this, it seems like people enjoyed this movie, right? <laughs> it sure sounds like it. <laughs> but then you go to places like Twitter or YouTube, and you just get, like, people fucking dunking on James Bond. Like, oh, this sucks so bad bad i hated every minute of it it was terrible the entire anger hinges on a single thing Uh uh-huh and i'm going to tell you now for for the sake of our discussion okay it will probably not come back up in the discussion but if you would like to hear the ending this is a spoiler tag it's going to be at the end of the show which according to the credits our poll some people don't hear anyway so it's a safe spot yeah, stay tuned you, for one more important thing that we want you to hear. Yeah, if you really want to know, this is how this movie ends. Okay? Okay. So anyway, um, I've just given you the spoiler. Uh-huh. Does this ruin this movie for you at all? I mean, no. <laughs> okay. So anyway, it's made people very upset. But that's not even the crux of the argument. It also kind of falls into what we discussed in one of the last shows. Okay. Who would ever replace him now that he stepped out of the role? Right. As we discussed, you know, maybe a woman could take up the mantle, right? Yeah. I think it's time for somebody other than a white male to do it. I mean, spoiler for this movie again, but this one's going to stay in this part of the show. There was talk of the girl that's in the movie with him, Latasha Lynch. Uh-huh. They were like, you know, she's kind of a spy in this movie. Maybe, maybe when he leaves the role... She can kind of fill in his shoes, right? We'll have a woman Bond. She already did. <laughs> James Bond retired at the end of the old movie. Uh-huh. So they've already assigned her, against spoilers, she's 007. Yeah. He comes back into the game, and she he finds out that he's no longer 007. This person is, because she's the one that works here. So, I mean, frankly, what people were like, this might happen for the next movie... Already happened in this movie. Just already ripped that band-aid right off. Yeah, she is 007. The the whole movie. And it did not bother me. I mean, because James Bond is still there. Yeah. James Bond's a person. He's still the thing. The fact that she was given 007 doesn't take away that James Bond is still here. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of rubbed people the wrong way. But really, (laughs) it's because people are saying that... All men are getting sidelined by women. Okay. And that that all these franchises, this all started because I watched a video. I watched a guy talk about another topic and was like, 
100% agree with this guy. He's amazing. Okay. So I watched his James Bond takes. I was like, oh, yeah, let's see what you say because I agreed with you on this. Hated everything he had to say. It was so bad. <laughs> okay. Because he brought up, like, women taking away our man baby toys. I hate that phrase. And stuff. And I was like, what does that mean? God. But his whole thing is that it's some, like, secret, like, agenda to destroy the patriarchy by removing established male-led franchises and replacing them with women. Fuck. Fuck that a whole ideology, honestly. And I don't understand that. Because you can't have somebody be James Bond that is a woman. She would be a different person. Right. Like... Latasha Lynch was already in it as 007, and I still had James Bond. I'm not ruined. Yeah. My life didn't end. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, that's this whole big topic, and (laughs) I want to give you some of the examples as to franchises that are already uh, completely destroyed so that fans cannot like them if they liked it before, and they're just (laughs) pandering to the new age. Okay. Uh, Star Wars was the first one. Yeah, because they took Star Wars. Yeah, they took Luke Skywalker and made him a horrible human being now so that it was justified to replace him with a woman. Okay. Which is Rey, of course, you know. Of course. That damn Mary Jane. She ain't never got no Jedi training. How does she know what to do with a lightsaber? I know. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Doctor Who, because Doctor Who came back as a woman. Right. In... Maybe this current season. I don't do Doctor Who. so Everyone took a fucking shit all over that poor actress. Yeah, that that became a whole thing. And then I discussed this with you previously, how He-Man came back, and yes. everybody got mad because He-Man went away. It's my man baby toy. He's in it. <laughs> the idea of the, that story's not even complete. He'll be back. Like, this was five episodes of a ten episode run, and he was in two of the five ridiculous he can be in the other five and then he's in seven out of or eight out of ten you know yeah you don't know but people are mad so then he cited that because he man left and they gave it to his girlfriend because ugh (laughs) and then then he like threw out another one and i i just couldn't listen anymore oh well well now james bond so it's like all right fine we're gonna replace james bond now we're gonna we're just going to put a girl on there because why not shoehorn women into all these franchises that are ours, that belong to the dudes. Women ruin everything. I didn't see that happen. So, like, you know, we'll go with Ray. Poe is a huge part of it. Finn's still a huge part of it. There's still big male people. There's still male presence in the thing. You're, yeah. You're making it sound like we're removing men altogether. And it is just a female thing now. Right. I don't understand that. I basically just coined it as the the fragile masculinity. Yep. <laughs> and I guess I don't have that because I do not feel threatened by the things that are occurring right now. <laughs> Your penis doesn't feel like flaccid glass? Not really. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted just... to know your take on people basically complaining about James Bond being replaced with a woman, even though it happened in the movie already, and the idea that women are taking all of, all of my toys. I mean, <laughs> I feel like you already know my opinion on this. I think that it has been a long time coming for us to have. We talked about this on our um, 
our Lego assembly stream, our streamtober number one, we were just discussing random stuff that came into our heads and we were thinking about women-led video games and yeah. how there's not a whole lot of those, right? Yeah. Like you get Lara Croft, you get Metroid, and that's kind of where it stops. Like I know there are more, but there's not like a long list that you can always go down and just like run down these names that are like everybody famous, you know, like yeah. we got Mario, we got Luigi, we we got everybody there's i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna name video game men i would be here all night yeah um i just think that of course i want more women in stuff of course i want multifaceted women characters but my my thing for this is that the public has to start supporting that first like think about the women reboot of ghostbusters that we had remember that Remember yeah. how the internet took a big fat shit in the mouth of that movie? I do. And do we know why? Was it because women were involved? Was it because a woman touched this movie? I'm going to say yeah. People can say all day that they just didn't like how it was directed or the plot was a little bit weird or the dialogue was strange. But like, no, it's because the movie was empowering to women and you didn't like that. You don't like when we have any power. So you wanted to strip that away from us a little bit. You wanted to put us back in our place where we belong, right? Yeah. And it's just like you see it time and time again. Even Oceans 8 got that flack when it came out. And like, that's a that's a cast of like. Eight I solid like that movie. fucking women. I love that movie because... I thought it was good. You don't get women in these character roles. Like, you asked me earlier today, like, what what roles do I want to see for women in Hollywood? And frankly, the answer is, like, I want to see... I want to see a woman everywhere there's a man. I want to see spies like 007. I want to see hitmen and killers. I want to see gang leaders, detectives. I want to see complicated, multifaceted people you know i want to see human beings portrayed and this is the same for like this isn't exclusive to just women i think that this can be expanded to people of color people of different sexualities people of different genders that aren't binary i think that we have to as a society stop treating the white male as the pinnacle of hollywood and i don't i don't get why in year of our Lord, 2021, this is still an ongoing conversation that we have to have, you know? Yeah. It sucks. (laughs) Like every single time a movie comes out with like women leads, it's held to a different standard than the exact same movie would be for a man. I want to make this point before we get into it. Okay. Because I, we, we came up with looking at what women things we do have that we do like. Okay. Yeah. But see these roles that you're discussing, like I kind of get what this one guy was saying because Daniel Craig even came out and said the same thing. And I think it's an interesting take. And I like what you just said. You want to see these people in the same type of thing. Yeah. And you said the same type of thing. You didn't say, I want to see them be, what we already have. Yes. Because somebody came to Daniel Craig and said, Hey, what do you think of a woman replacing you and being in your role? And he was like, that's kind of (laughs) dumb. He was like, why would you give a woman James Bond when she, when you could give her her own role and make, and make her own franchise? Why does she have to be mine? Exactly. Like, why do we have to put a woman's face on an already established male franchise? Like that makes it sound like it can only work 
if it's writing the coattails of something that exists. That's exactly it. And I want to be able to see a women-led franchise stand up on its own right with a fan base that doesn't go in there and be like, oh, well, I mean, it would be better if they cast a man in this role. Yeah. Like, like you said the... La- Lara Croft, right? Yeah. There wasn't another game like that. No. She's not, she's not based on anybody. She is Lara Croft. She does right. her stuff. You can you can make I'll go ahead and be like, alright, fun. You can say, Oh, well she's Indiana Jones. Mm, not really. <laughs> I don't think so at all. Okay. Like she does her shit. She really Uncharted copied her. Yeah. Uncharted is male Laura Croft. Pretty much. And guess who's kinda more popular? <laughs> is it Uncharted? I would say Uncharted is more popular. Like you said, it's a female-led thing and it's held to a different standard because Lara Croft and Nathan Drake are very similar, but I feel like one is undoubtedly more popular. I kind of want to look up the game sales data and see if there's anything that has, like, how many sold for Uncharted, you know? I mean, even Uncharted, so they had a game that was just Chloe and uh, What's-Her-Face, right? Yes, Chloe and Nadine, and that's kind of kind of like James Bond when we talked, like, a woman taking over, right? Yeah. I think they could take the franchise, but not the role, because no one's going to be Nathan Drake. But the game with Chloe proved that the Uncharted idea can still work with a different person. Okay, yeah. How The idea of a spy with the gadgets can work with a lady. Yeah. Doesn't have to be James Bond, though. And I, I think that that is present in a lot of other media, too. Like, I have been watching through the uh, shit, the, the series that followed up on Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. What's the name of that series? God damn it. Katara something something. Um, just. Katara, the new one. Legend of Korra. Legend of Korra. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Katara. What? Yeah, that's the old girl. God damn it. <laughs> Even yeah. I'm fucking myself up over here. She ain't charged of that show. Okay. Um, Legend of Korra. Yeah. Um, it is a really, really good show. Oh, and man, that's actually a good one. I didn't think of that one today. Korra is a, a stellar lead character. She is what I want to see. She's got feelings and emotions. She's complicated. She has stuff going on in her in her mind and her body that, like, you get to see her go through this physical, emotional journey. And... I don't want to say that this series rode the coattails of Avatar, but it kind of did, right? I mean, she literally yeah. is the new incarnation of the Avatar. So it took and an ex- existing fan base and was like, what if, girl? Yeah, you know? because, well, on top of that, the whole show was her chasing his shadow and his legacy. Yeah, and trying to figure out how to like live as the new Avatar in the looming shadow that is Aang's influence. True. So, so I mean, you you actually tasked me today with... Coming up with female-led media, not yeah. not media where there there is a strong female presence, because that exists all over the place. Yeah, but where where is the media where it is about that female character? She is the driving force of the story. If she's not there, it doesn't exist. Yeah, and I just wanted to say I I was like, oh, that's gonna be easy. I'm just gonna hit the Blu-ray shelf right behind me. I didn't find anything. 
curious. I found a few things, and I walked away with like like two big ones, right? Uh huh. Um, Wonder Woman, and I was like, that's a little on the nose, <laughs> right? Uh, you tasked me to find ones that I like consume and enjoy. Yeah. Because I, I have Hunger Games. I don't really love Hunger Games. Right. But uh, the only other one I really found that was just in my collection, I looked up other ones that I enjoy, right? But uh, it was Kill Bill. Yeah, Kill Bill is actually a really good example of women characters we want to see. Yeah, like, she... Dude, you cannot not get behind that woman. No, she's she got interesting force. motivations. Yes. She's got, like, cool-ass kung fu moves. Like, how can you not love it? So, I think... did you have any <coughs> women-led stuff that you were like, yeah, this is this is the kind of shit that I want? I started writing down some, and then I have come to realize that I pretty much pick stuff that has like ensemble casts wherein women play an integral role, but it's not like a women forward experience. So one big uh, one, of course, is Game of Thrones, right? I'd say no. There's like 20 main characters in that show and probably about half of them are women. They're all good, strong women and they're all individual and interesting. So there's strong female representation and roles in that franchise. 100%. But, but it's like, not... Who's it about? Yeah, it's not like about any one particular person really i mean if anything it's about i guess ned stark who's in it for all of like two episodes and maybe john snow who's supposed See, to be the, the prophet the i always thought it was child it was john snow's show yeah i mean it really got to be that way in the last couple of seasons yeah so game of thrones i would consider feminist in the way that it has a lot of good roles for women but it's not about women and it yeah. does have some challenging things in there that they had to deal with in the books like okay pedophilia and all that but yeah. that's aside um and then another one that you and i talked about earlier um clone wars of course you want to see baby ahsoka grow up to be like the big strong jedi that she becomes but yeah. it's not an ahsoka show right yeah i you know haven't really gotten t into it still i need yeah to think about that but it's it's a show that's mostly about obi-wan and anakin's friendship yeah you always talk about her but i was like when you look at posters anakin's i always thought it was a show about him he is like the front runner for the show i think i think that as you get deeper into the seasons it becomes more about ahsoka and her journey through yeah like jedihood i guess um so that, that's a show that took an existing fan base that is predominantly male that involves a lot of men and kind of flipped it over to like, but what if girl? Yeah. And <laughs> but I wanted what to run, if girl? <laughs> I wanted to run this one past you. Tell me what you think about Rogue One. Is that a female led movie? When I thought of things and I was like, Kelsey's going to come back with some. I was like, she has to come back with Rogue One. Because that ultimately is about Jyn Erso. No, yeah, that's her movie. The but, movie is her movie. But she is one of, like, two female characters? Is there another female character in that show that's not a robot? No. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's like, the female character in that. She's supported by a, a great cast of men, and at no point in that movie do you feel like men are putting her down. Like, yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, the world is 50% female. <laughs> and I know that Rogue One is like, oh, it's about soldiers and 
women can't go to war, but like it's Star Wars, you know? I mean, it's a yeah. fictional world. If you want to have 50% women in your army, you could do that and nobody would be mad at you for it except for maybe fragile masculinity folk. Yeah. I just I I did find it difficult to find media that has a woman at the front of it where she is the star. Maybe I'm just overlooking a bunch of stuff. I I genuinely want people to write in on this one and tell me like yeah. your favorite women-led media. What are we missing? I'm going to try not to lead out with too many, but I found a couple just in like some searches. I I just typed in, you know, women-led movies, right? Okay. So really when I came up with my list, movies was hard. Yeah. TV shows real hard cuz I don't yeah. watch TV shows. I came up with a bunch of game ones, though. Okay. I have tons of games. There's Horizon Zero Dawn, Heavenly Sword back in the day. Uh, like you said, Metroid, uh, Lara Croft stuff. Uh, the Kana and the Bridge of Spirits that just came out that I was so excited for. It's about a yeah. girl. You know? I feel like video games is a bit more apt to do it. But on the side of the video games, it's also super subject to, all right, you can have a female lead, but they got to be like the sex symbol too. Yes. And that is problematic in and of itself. Like, yeah. I I know too that we talked about horror movies and there are a plenty of tropes in horror movies that are like, you can have women, but they have to fit into these stereotypes. And sex yeah. symbol is one of like the main things in horror movies for women. You killed me. Because you were like, come come back with women-led things. And I put the stipulation of, well, they can't just be a strong female in it. It is, this is their movie. Yeah. And all I came up with was horror movies. And you were like, but that's it's, but that's a trope in and of itself. So slice that down. And yeah, it made there's... it so hard to find women stuff. Right. Like it's, like, it's almost not out there. And it just makes you wonder why. Like, why Why did we have to have Ocean's 8? Why couldn't we have had a heist movie of women that stood on its own outside of a franchise that has been yes. populated by 21 men previously? I dug a little more and I found a couple. And I'm going to say some that you're going to be like, oh, yeah. But it's always like a one-off thing. Okay. I'll throw out Atomic Blonde because I feel like people will always bring that up because it of was such a, such a big hit movie. Yeah. And to me, that's that's kind of like she's like the James Bond equivalent kind of. Actually, I think she's more of like a John Wick equivalent. And I love that. But there's no like franchise behind that, right? It's just a one off movie. It's just the one movie. And I also haven't seen it. So I couldn't put it in ones that I've consumed and enjoyed. OK. Uh, so I said Charlie's Angels. That that that's one. That is one. That's a good one. That is actually one that is of itself. And men have tried to do it since. Yes. You know, get like, you know, the three dudes together to do a thing. But <laughs> I found a really good one that I can't believe you and I didn't think of today. Okay. And I don't consider it a horror movie, so I feel like it's 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 allowed. Hard Candy. Oh, shit. That's a good movie. Hard Candy, to me, was one of the, like, OG, like, women are going to start taking this and yeah. do some serious shit. Because Hard Candy is fucking badass this badass and i remember hearing about it on the radio and people like giving flack like there's a there, 
there's a new movie with this girl in it, and she does some wild shit. And people were kind of mad that yeah. she got, got over on the dude in the movie, you know? Of course. You always want to see the man win, right? And I had to get that movie. I, I remember I went to Blockbuster and rented it right after. Yeah. Me and my dad watched it, and we were like, that movie's dope. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Her motivations are amazing. Yeah. The execution isn't, like... And she's she's smart in how she does the stuff. Like, that character is somebody that I have always been intrigued with. I want to know more about this girl. Yeah, you know? that, it's, a really, it's a fascinating character that was written. But when you look at almost, like, everything else, it's either part of a franchise or it's not a movie that really fared well. So, like, I keep seeing Lucy with Scarlett Johansson. Okay, yeah. It's not, um, it's not a not, good movie, though. Yeah, that's that's what you hear. Yeah, but then, you know, I'm just seeing, like, Ocean's 8, uh, just more comic book movies, Star Wars, Hunger Games. I have to put this one in for Ferdin, but I still haven't seen it. So, Sucker Punch. Yes, you should see Sucker Punch. I actually bought it after I got in trouble last time. So I, oh, man. I own it. I need Good. to watch it. That movie is so underrated. Criminally underrated. Yeah. But, like, all of my favorite, like, when I think of, like, these women, it's always a horror movie. Yeah. And my or... favorite horror movie of all time is about a girl. Okay. And she's the fucking most badass. I love it. Uh, the new Evil Dead. Oh, okay, it's, yeah. It's her movie. Like, it's it's all about her coming off of drugs. And I feel like she, that one doesn't fall into the the stereotype that you brought up she's not the sex symbol she's she's a flawed person that her friends are trying to help out of a situation and then they just kind of get wrapped up in this horror aspect you know okay yeah and she's so badass she fucking rips her hand off from <laughs> under a jeep and Jesus. puts it in a chainsaw and chainsaws a fucking demon in half <laughs> she is like pinnacle top tier badass women yeah. Right? And I kept finding just just badass women. I didn't want to put Terminator in here. But I feel like that one could work. It could, yeah. I mean Cuz the first one is about her, but that's not what you remember. You remember the Terminator. Right, because how could you not? It's called the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, so it's like is it about her? I don't know. So I was reluctant to bring that one up, and I still don't think it fits. I think one genre where women particularly shine is dramas because, I mean, if yeah. you're going to tell an emotional story, tell it with the emotional sex. Why not? I think yeah. that there are a lot of really good women-led dramas, women-written dramas even, which that's a whole other thing is having women writers in the room. Have a woman writer at your fucking table. I fucking, I dare you, Hollywood. I double dog <laughs> dare you. Put a woman at the table. See what happens. But, so, I would love to see more comedies about women because that is one sect that I think still feels untapped. Like think about bridesmaids and what a, what a good movie that you've seen bridesmaids. I have. And Taylor, okay. Taylor brought that up earlier and I was like, yeah, that's a good one. Okay. It's cool. a really good movie it's and a it's a good, good funny comedy, but guess what? It gets panned as a chick flick because why? Because it's full of women and they're talking about a wedding. So it can't be a funny movie. It's a chick flick, right? Um, she has diarrhea in a sink, man. <laughs> Not much, you know, chick flick about that. 
Yeah. That's and like dude comedy gold right there. It you really is. Me? And a movie that I've never seen, but I think you have The Heat with Sandra Bullock and uh, what's her face? Uh, um, the girl that Mc- diarrhea in the sink. Melissa McCarthy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a pretty good movie. And it's panned as a chick flick because it involves two women. You know, I just thought of another one. It's a comedy action movie and it gets it gets um, called a chick flick. It makes me so angry. Kate McKinnon. I got to look up Kate McKinnon. That's how I'll find the other movie that I just thought of. I love her. I'm going to look her up just so I can look at her face. Kate Rough McKinnon. Night. Did you ever see Rough Night? No. I'm going to guess it's called a chick flick because it's about a bachelorette party. Okay. Is it the one where they murder somebody? Yeah, uh, the stripper comes and he slips and dies, so they're hiding the body. Okay, yes. That movie is so fucking brilliant. I want it's to see this. so good. I Look love it. Look at the cast. Zoe Kravitz, Scarlett Johansson, Kate McKinnon, Jillian Bell from Workaholics, and, Eliza- and Lana Glazer yeah. from Broad City. Like, that is a cast right Dude, there. That movie is phenomenal. And it's like, got a 5.2 on IMDb. I wonder why people didn't like it. Yep, 45 on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> and it even says comedy slash dark comedy. Like, yeah. this is the stuff that normally men movies go into, that dark comedy shit, right? Right. And there's a, there's a woman one, and it's so fucking funny, dude. It's so good. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. I, I think that it, there's still so many untapped veins in this world, and... I am looking forward to the day when I can go to a movie that is like by women about women and that it doesn't just get fucking dunked on by fragile men. You know, I'm I'm ready for that. I've got one for you, but I don't know if men dunked on it (laughs) because it's got a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And a 7.4 on IMDb. So I feel like pretty unanimously enjoyed then okay like you said that and the first thing i went to was like oh ladybird okay i haven't seen that one but it was oscar nominated right yes it was yeah um that's a it, drama it, right yeah oh big time drama like i yeah. didn't like it oh <laughs> it's you know that i don't like excessive drama like i don't yeah. like where it's just like i don't feel good <laughs> and this movie just doesn't feel good, but it's okay. But it's, it's what you said. You want like a real person. You want a complicated person. Yes. If I were to talk about a movie in that aspect, you almost can't top Lady Bird. That's okay. probably one of the most real feeling movies that's out there for, for women. And it's written by, uh, Greta Gerwig. Okay. Who is like super upcoming in, Hollywood. I can't even say upcoming. She has made it <laughs> into Hollywood. She's huge. Um, let's see. That she one's on Netflix did... too. I might have to watch that soon. You might need to watch that one. That oh, she, she did uh, Little Women after Lady Bird, which was also okay. up for Best Picture. So yeah. I'm just going to say, I mean, she makes these women feel real. Seen. <laughs> because she just makes them real. You yeah. Know? And I think women are definitely responding to that. One movie that we haven't talked about on here that we would be remiss not to mention is Alien. See, I took it out because the horror thing. Cause... But I think it's enough sci-fi and enough action that it 
it qualifies for me. She's not a final girl. Like, she is an action hero. Yeah, because my mind first went to Alien. I mean, that's the... That is the original badass woman movie. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could go back to, like, I Spit on Your Grave or something. Like, super niche horror movies with the gore stuff. But, like, for, like, a mainstream, that was it. Yeah. You got Ripley fucking taking on aliens and shit, you know? And Metroid, the original OG video game woman, entirely based off of that franchise. Yeah. So, I mean, that franchise is huge to me for pushing women forward in both of those mediums, you know? Yes. It's just the fact that everyone's so upset that we might see a woman in this role that people... The guy that I watched said, I haven't even... And this is what bothers me the most. He dunks on the movie, the whole video, and then says, I haven't seen the movie. Oh, my God. It's probably... Done very well, but I'm just not going to see it. Okay. So you just discredited your whole argument to me then. You were basing it on what you feel because of what you heard. Yeah. Instead of knowing it for yourself. So I don't know. That that rubs me the wrong way. Don't don't say you hate something when you didn't even put in the effort yet. Right. You can think you may not like it, but don't be like, oh, it's bad. Don't do this. But I have no idea. That's, I don't like that shit. That's how it goes, though. Like, that's exactly what happened with the Ghostbusters movie. That's just people didn't see it because it was full of women. And they were like, mm, it's going to be bad. Yeah. And so, I mean, I I will be honest. I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, because you were told it was bad, right? <laughs> I was told it wasn't funny. Yeah, because women can't be funny. Yeah. But I've never told other people, oh, yeah, you shouldn't see it because I heard this. I was just yeah. like, oh, well, then I won't see it. But... Everyone that I know that's seen it has loved it, and they gave it away to me for free on Voodoo one time, so I have it. Oh, my God. And I, well, I want to do, like, a whole Ghostbusters thing with Taylor. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we're going to watch that one, too, but we're just going to do all of them, you know? Okay. So when the new one gets closer to coming out, I think we're going to crank out all three. Is there a dog fight happening behind you? Yeah, there's a straight-up thing happening. Hey. So I think to kind of sum it up and close it out i just want to say that i i believe that more women belong both in the writer's room and on the screen and in the mocap and wherever you can get them in media and i think that the the long battle that fragile masculinity is fighting will eventually succumb to resilient femininity yeah I also wanted to, because I'm still just mad people don't like this movie. <laughs> um, I watched another guy. This is the thing I didn't tell you about earlier today. I watched a video of a British dude that watched it. Okay. And he was simply mad just at the spoiler that if you stay till the end of the show, you'll find out. And apparently Britain as a whole hates this movie too. Okay. And I was like, this movie's just catching shit from all over the place. So... If you'll recall, I have contacts in, you know, the Queen's land, right? <laughs> okay. So I reached out to him today. I reached out to my English contacts, right? Okay, yeah. And they've heard nothing but that it's a brilliant movie and amazing. Really? So where did this guy partake in this movie where he said is the first time ever in a movie that people booed? 
Oh my god. Now think about that. I've been in movies where people have exploded into applause several times. I've never been in a movie where somebody booed before. I can't even imagine what that would be like. And the thought of that movie being the one that this guy saw people booing for the first time? That's outrageous. To the point that people threw drinks at the screen. People were throwing their food. And then two people had to be escorted off the premises by, like, by, like, officers. Because they were too, too rowdy. I think what just is like, going on? There's a problem with the vocal minority is what it is. Is that's, that's what I'm gathering from this. It's just, like, four people that saw it had a really bad time and decided they were going to make everybody else's time bad, too. Yeah. I'm with you. I think it'll change, but it doesn't need to change in the way that everyone's so scared it's going to happen. They're going to take our franchises. My man toys. Create things for them, then. There are so many things that have already been created for women, by women, and they're already good. They don't need to take our stuff to be good already. Yeah. And that's what I think the men are afraid of, that they can only survive by killing off, you know, our... Our man franchises and taking it over. Manchises. They can fucking make their own. That that could be better. And is that going to be worse for them? That that gets more popular than my established thing? You know? I wish it would. I, so, I'm just picturing a world where like... <laughs> like if John Wick was Jane Wick, you know? Just yeah. imagine. Like, it's it just feels so... Like, simultaneously, right at your fingertips and so far away. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm very offended that this movie's getting so much flack for how utterly classy and amazing it was. Yeah. And I wish that if you guys have watched these movies or you care to see them, please watch them soon. Go see this movie in the theaters. It is not streaming anywhere. It is a theater experience only. And boy, does it need to be. Okay. It excelled at being a movie theater movie. It was it was the stuff of magic. It truly was magic. That's good. And I am dying to see it again. Like, I cannot wait to see it again. Well, are you ready to test out these gadgets? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready to red light, green light? No. <laughs> I don't know what that means yet. <laughs> God. Okay. All right, guys, please tell your friends about us. Help us grow this audience. Please don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. We release weekly every single Monday. Go find your friend that loves the new James Bond movie. Find your friend that hates the new James Bond movie because they all need to hear what we're talking about today, okay? And if you like what we're talking about, you want more people to hear it, get out there to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating that really helps promote us in the charts to get more people to hear the wild stuff we'd be talking about. While you're out there on the internet, you can find us and friend us on each and every social media. We are at YMBTOAP on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Speaking of Twitch, guess what month it is? It's Streamtober. Uh, This Saturday, we are diving into a two stream game. So we are going to be playing Soma for the next two Saturdays at 6 p.m. Central on Twitch, October 23rd and 30th. Don't miss it. This is a spooky game. Neither of us know anything about it. We're going in oh. totally blind. I'm really excited for it. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to know. I've, I've heard too much about this game being amazing. So I yeah. gotta know. The hype is real. 
And of course, thank you again to all of our patrons for supporting us. You mean the world to us. We love you so much. Big ups. <laughs> and uh, hey, if you're in the Patreon, why don't you drop your thoughts on this shit in the Discord? Because I know that you guys are an opinionated bunch, and I feel like you've got some good opinions on women in media. So let us know what you think. If you're not in the Discord, you could always email us. It's ymbtoap at gmail.com. We genuinely want the listener mail. Please send us your thoughts on women-led media. Send us your favorites. Send us stuff you don't like. Did you really hate Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters that nobody saw because it was all women? Did you hate it? Tell me why. Why'd you hate it? Let me know. And our theme song is The Grim Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check him out on YouTube. He's always got the good tunes. Seriously, go check it out. It's fucking awesome. And as always, thanks for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. Will James Bond return? Basically, the whole premise of his movies is that he's always been hinged on his first love. Okay. He falls in love with a girl in Casino Royale. Vesper Lind, who is played by my my lady, um, Eva Green. Right? Okay. I've discussed at length my love of Eva Green. It's because yes. of that movie. Well, James Bond has never forgotten her either. Like, she is a common thread to his anguish throughout all five movies. Yeah. And in this last movie, Spectre, he kind of found a new person and life was going to be good. Right? Okay. And at the beginning of this one, he kind of... Something happens and he's like, you fucking betrayed me. Like, you got to go now. So he sends her away. The only other person that he's ever loved and he just kind of is living a miserable life. Okay. And the the movie opens with him sending her away and then she goes five years later. Like fucking time jump. Shit. And you find out that she was pregnant at the time and she has oh. had James Bond's kid. Oh. And then Bond. he kind of comes back in contact with her. Stuff happens. And at the end of the... So the premise of this is there's nano... This movie goes a little James Bondish, so you just got to hang in there. Okay. There is nanobot technology, so the little tiny robot things, you know? Uh-huh. They can be DNA encoded to kill, like, whoever's DNA they are told to target. That is literally the plot of one of the Hitman games. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's this technology... That, you know, you can go, hey, you know, here's Kelsey's DNA. And they can, like, smear it on Richard's hand. And then when he comes home, it'll pass on to you and then you'll just die. Yeah. And nobody will ever know why. Like, that's the premise of the movie, right? Okay. So he finds out that he has the girl. They got to destroy this facility where all the stuff's going on. And um, he has... They're going to launch missiles at this island where the nanobots are being cultivated, right? Okay. And it's like, there's like DNA for like every world leader and everything in this system. And it's like ready to be spread across the world. And he's like, all right, we're going to blow this place up. And they're like, well, we can't, the missiles won't penetrate deep enough. We have to open these doors 
these like silo doors and then the blast will be able to get in. Okay. So he sends everybody off the island. He opens the doors. Everything's perfect. Life is great. And as he's leaving, the doors close again. Oh, no. And he's like, fuck. So he goes back and uh, uh, Remy Malik is the bad guy in this movie. Yeah. He's just a very cold, chilling person. It's very creepy. <laughs> anyway, he shows back up. He's closed the doors. They have a little fight. And, I mean, he shoots James Bond, like, like four times. Shit, like, okay. Like, real close. I mean, like, he's got, like, <laughs> like his left side is fucking pouring blood. Like, he is, he's hurt, big time. All right. And he, you know, won't stay down. He gets Remy Malik down on his back, all this stuff. And then Remy, like, scratches him with this vial that he had. And he's like, I just, I just got gotcha. you. He's like, now... If you ever leave this island, you'll kill you'll kill her and your daughter. Oh, so he God. put he put the nanobots for the girl and his daughter in him. And there's no way to remove these. Like once they're in the bloodstream, it is eternal. Oh, that's fucked up. So he can leave the island and never see them. Or since I'm already fucking shot to shit, I might as well just make sure this place goes up. Yeah. And he shoots Remy Malik like, like point blank. It was dope. He just fucking <laughs> kills him. He doesn't even okay. let him finish his speech. It was like, good, fuck that guy. And so he goes back into the place. He opens the doors and he just kind of like sits on top of the silo and is talking to the girl that had his daughter. They have final words and those missiles fucking rain down and he is gone. Shit. All right. I mean, that's like, dramatic. He's, he's gone. And then that's it. Like, like that's the end. 